When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The judges of this award described her as the player who has clearly provided the most impact over the past year. So it's my very great pleasure to announce that the winner of the very first Debbie Hockley medal is Mealy Kerr. Well, what a wild week it was uh, last week for Mealy Kerr. One day she's been recognised for an incredible season with the White Ferns as the inaugural winner of the Debbie Hockley medal. Then a couple of days later, she's helping the Mumbai Indians to win the first ever WPL title. Mumbai did so by beating the Delhi Capitals with three balls remaining, chasing 132. Uh, Mealy took two wickets before uh, lending her hand with the bat as England's Nat Siva Brunt uh, smashed her way to 60 and to victory. Millie Kerr is now back in New Zealand, terra firma, and I'm pleased to say that uh, she's been good enough to wake up early enough uh, to talk to us this morning. G'day Millie, how are you? I'm good, I'm good, how are you? Yeah, I'm cool. Um, first of all, let's uh, touch on the uh, Debbie Hockley medal. I heard a little bit of your uh, acceptance speech, of course you weren't there on the night. Uh, what does it mean to you uh, to be recognised as the inaugural winner? Um, yeah, it's just a real honour and very special. I mean, um, you know, you've been at the Cricket Awards watching the Sir Richard Hadley medal and how much that means to all the Black Caps. And so to have a Debbie Hockley medal now is, um, it's amazing. And, you know, it's not the reason you play, but it's nice at the end of the season to have some recognition, um, I guess, for the hard work of the year. Um, but yeah, it, it is very special and I think for me at the moment with the White Ferns, the support staff we have and the players around me, I just feel like I'm learning and growing so much and in a great place and um, that's allowed me, I guess, to put out some good performances this year and I guess now it's just always striving to get better. So, um, Mealy, the reaction from uh, your teammates, did you, uh, even though you're on the other side of the world, good, good reaction? Yeah, they, um, they're they an awesome bunch there, White Sands girls. I got a few nice messages uh, from the team. I think they all had a great night. Obviously, the Cricket Awards hadn't happened for a while um, with COVID, so they made the most of it, and I was like, I could be there in person um, to celebrate with everyone else. But, um, yeah, they had a great night, and um, that is a family, the White Ferns, so... Um, yeah, they they had a few nice messages and glad they enjoyed their night too. Well, on the subject of uh, inaugural, of course, um, a couple of months ago and uh, it all happened very quickly. You were signed by the Mumbai Indians, one of two New Zealanders in the inaugural uh, women's uh, PL competition. 191,000 uh, US they paid for you. 
Um, tell us a, a wee bit about the, the experience of, of, of that competition. I think it was one of the best best months of my life. Um, the auction obviously happened and you didn't really know what it was about. It was on the same day as um, playing South Africa in the World Cup. So that probably made it a bit tricky for some for some but it was it was the same for everyone and then got to India my dad came over for the whole time which was pretty special and uh, to get picked up by Mumbai as well you know they're a very successful franchise and I've heard a lot about them and Charlotte Edwards was the head coach and for me I've worked with her once before and she's one of the best coaches going around in the world so I, I love that opportunity uh, we obviously had Nat Siva Brunt and the Indian captain and um, I mean, those opportunities to play with players like that too was outstanding. But, yeah, the cricket was incredible. You go out and you're playing in front of full crowds. The passion they have over in India, it's it's amazing. And then off the field, like Mumbai talk about one family, and it truly is uh, one family. They, they look after you well and... Um, it's an amazing country. That's amazing, an amazing country when you're going there for cricket. So, yeah, I had a blast, and obviously winning helps the enjoyment factor. But you know, despite the results, it was um, win or lose. It would have been such an amazing experience, and made even better by getting the win. So uh, the final was at Braybourne Stadium. Uh, that has a capacity of around fifty thousand. It's a, a quite incredible stadium, one of a few around the Mumbai area, but. Um, how did you feel in terms of uh, that atmosphere? I mean, and we see it with the, the men's IPL and we sort of get used to it, but for women's cricket, that is an absolute first to get that kind of fever pitch stuff. Yeah, for sure. I, I remember as a kid wanting to play in the IPL after watching the men's teams and, you know, watching cricket growing up and seeing how many people... Uh, they get to play in front of and thinking that will never happen. Um, and so to experience it was amazing. Uh, the final was sold out in a few hours and we'd had a few games previously throughout the tournament at the DY Patel Stadium, which seated more, and that was full in some of the games as well. Um, so I think the tournament was a real success as well for women's cricket and the fans and the viewership they got, I think, uh, they, they were pleased with it and didn't expect it to go so well. So that's, again, amazing for the women's game. But to go out there in a final play in front of that many people, but also that many people who cheer for everything. You know, you're running out to the boundary and they're screaming at you. You give them a wave and it's the greatest thing in the world for them. So, um, yeah, it's an amazing atmosphere. Um, I've been to India once before and... Loved my time then, and it's yeah, it's one of my favourite places to go for cricket. Do you feel any different pressure playing in that environment? Uh, bearing in mind you're a marquee player in, in this franchise, this first ever franchise, do you feel a different kind of pressure? Not really. I don't really think, I guess, about that external stuff or the pressure. For me, it's again just going back to what I do. Um, and sticking to my game plan and I know that, you know, I've invested in that and I've trusted and practiced that a lot that if I stick to that, hopefully it's going to come off more times than not. And I think being an all-rounder helps because, you know, you fail at one thing, you've got a chance in the next innings to do something. Um, but, I mean, there's obviously some pressures you want to perform going over, being an overseas player and, 
and you want to do well for your for your team. Um, but most of all, it's just enjoying it, and I absolutely loved it. And I know when I'm loving my cricket, that's when I play my best. Um, what I guess playing in front of that many people, you, I just zone it out. But it's in between balls where you kind of recognise how special it is. Do you find yourself in India now, even after um, this inaugural tournament, uh, recognisable? Do you find yourself, um, you know, because cricketers generally become very, very big stars over there um, and it's very hard to go most places without being recognised by someone. Do you, do you find, have you found that already? Yeah, India's, India's ridiculous. Um, yeah, I think if we went out wherever we went, there was photos taken. So um, we we found, we were kind of on the outskirts of Mumbai, but we found a wee local cafe, and every time we went there, uh, we got we got photos taken every single time. Nat Siver and I signed the wall at the cafe, so I'm going to have to go back there in 20 years' time. Um, but yeah. I mean, I, I went to the supermarket once with my dad and, you know, the staff are getting photos with you. So um, it happened to most people when we went out and I think that's just the passion they have for cricket in India and um, I think for us it's not as not as bad. I know that Harman Precourt, the captain of India, went to the mall once and got bombarded and had to leave. So it's definitely growing and you get you get that over there in India. Do you pinch yourself, Mealy Kerr? You're only 22. Uh, of what uh, has happened through cricket in your life already? Yeah, I'm absolutely living my dream. Um, I think I was about eight years old, and I I used to write a lot. And I had this book, and I wrote my dream to be a white fern um, and play for the Wellington Blaze. By the time I was 18, and um, I remember watching the IPL as a kid with Dad wanting watching the Chennai Super Kings that was my team growing up and saying to dad one day I want to be a Chennai Super Queen so um <laughs> as a kid as a kid it's yeah everything I dreamed of I used to go down to the nets when I was about 10 years old before school with dad pretend I was a white fern and make him get up early to throw balls at me or catch balls for me so to be where I am now doing what I love it's special and um one, it couldn't be done without all the people that have helped me get here. But yeah, it's it's amazing. I'm living the dream, and to have the opportunities opportunities there are now for women in the sport is amazing. And it's it is um, it's and it's growing very quickly. I've got to add, Melly, and it's because I think of the profile that um, uh, the likes of yourself are giving the sport here in New Zealand. I think is reflective of that. Hey, tell us about that. Uh, the last couple of overs or so, the last moments. Of that final, I mean, as you say, Nat Siverbrunt, probably, uh, I would say, one of the top one or two all-rounders in women's cricket in the world. Maybe in the history of the game, she's that talented. Tell us about what you talked about in that pressure situation. Yeah, well, she, in my eyes, she's the best player in the world. Um, and, yeah, obviously, we I thought we could have bowled them out for 100 in the final, and then they got this partnership, and... I guess run chasers sometimes do funny things and they bowled and fielded well and I guess I was on the bench watching for a while as Harmon and Nat had that partnership and went out to bat. Um, I wasn't, I don't think I get nervous but I yawn a lot in those situations um, <laughs> just because it's relaxing. So I was walking out to bat and had a massive yawn and Nat's first thing she says is, are we keeping you up? 
Um, so she, <laughs> she, she was pretty relaxed. She was in the zone and she wanted to finish the job. And when you're going out there with her, who's in and the best in the world, you know, you have that belief that you can win. And for me, I guess, fortunately, with um, in my career, I've kind of batted everywhere. So I've been in those situations before. And, as it, you know, those are the situations you dream of when you're a kid. Those are the situations when I was at primary school I'd write about in creative writing. <laughs> so um, to go out there and have that opportunity to, to do something, and I guess... I wanted to be aggressive too to take the pressure off Matt. I didn't want her to have to get all those runs and um, it was sticking to my best option. But, yeah, when I went out there with her, I felt a real belief that we're going to do this. And, you know, when you're going out in those situations, that that's what you want to feel. And that's, again, just stripping it back. Once that ball's being bowled, I was very in the zone and it was about what's my best option to get, get a multiple or a boundary here. And if not, I'm going to get off strike. So um, now that you're home for a, a small period of time, what's next on the calendar for you? Yeah, well, I'm on a on a break now, so it's nice to have some time at home. Um, it's kind of been non-stop since the Commonwealth Games, so it's been full on. Um, so yeah, now it's time to probably just en- enjoy being back back with family and friends and catching up with people. Um, but, yeah, after that, the White Ferns will kick in. I think we have a tour to Sri Lanka coming up. Um, and then the season kind of starts again and it's full on. But um, I love being home and it's nice to be with my people again. And, um, yeah, it's it's been a massive year. And I probably didn't think, didn't know that I was going to be away so much and didn't know how I was going to go with being away. But... I've absolutely loved my time and and now it's just going to be nice to sit back, I guess, and and reflect and be with the people I love. It's a very uh, crossroady time, I I think, for the White fans. Uh, uh, It's a side that should actually, I think, on paper, perform a wee bit better than it does, Mealy, and I I would imagine you uh, would have been in agreement with that. So what has to be done in terms of the White Ferns? Because from the White Ferns, of course, uh, if they play well, uh, the team gets noticed, the individuals get noticed, other individuals then perhaps join you in the uh, in India or 100 or these other franchises. Uh, one thing leads to another. So what has to happen for the White Ferns? Yeah, I, I agree. I think, um, I guess it's been a theme where we haven't performed in World Cups and, we had the Commonwealth Games where we did, and it's probably since I've been in the team, a world tournament where we, we stepped up and did, and did well. But, yeah, it's been... The World Cup was disappointing for us. Um, as those first two games, we, we did not play play well, and we've got some amazing talent and some great experience and some young players coming through. And I think with the support stuff we're building at the moment, we're in a good place to to grow and get better um, I think a massive thing is belief I think well, I guess with whatever you do in life if you have the belief you're good enough that's that's so important and I guess you need performances to back back to help back that up but when if we can find that belief to grow as a team um, and know that we can win in any situation I think that's so important we're obviously playing more cricket now so and that's that's the best learning and where the best growth happens. But, you know, we perform well, then people get picked up in those overseas leagues, which improves your cricket and grows your 
grows your game. So, um, yeah, it's, it's been a challenge for the White Ferns, but I think now with us all being more professional, um, the support staff we have, we're, we're going to build and get better. And we've got some young players now who have only played a handful of games. Um, and the more they play, the better they get. Um, and, yeah, I think we've just got to step up step up in those big situations which we haven't done but if we can get that belief and and find a way that that's how we're going to get there well Mealy Kerr it's been terrific catching up with you uh heartiest congratulations on uh, what you achieved um I find it staggering that you're still only 22 years of age uh, with all the cricket you've played and the success you've had but uh, go on living the dream because it sounds like you had it mapped out a long long time ago and it's coming to fruition congratulations and, and thanks Mealy for your time I know it's uh, been a bit tough of a jet lag and things so we appreciate it cheers thanks for chatting cheers Smithy see you around at some stage it'll be great thank you terrific uh Terrific young woman. Honestly, can you believe it? Just 22 years of age and as an eight-year-old writing things down as if to say, this is where I want to go, this is where I want to be, and doing it. Absolutely. I think it's a great story. It really is. She's a terrific young lady.